All right, and three, two, one. Why am I not hearing my headphones? God damn it, I thought I had this that shit set up. I don't know what's going on. The headphones I thought were working just a second ago. Stand by. Let me take a look. I'm going to plug uh, something else into something else. I'm still missing my Caleb, to be honest with you. Caleb, uh, he was... He was pretty good at doing some of this stuff. All right, so I plug that into that. I plug this into this. I got that. Uh, hit that button there. And I got this. Oh, you know what? God damn it. <laughs> I unplugged the headphones from the headphone um, amplifier to plug it into the computer so I could hear the playback of the stuff that I just recorded. And that's why I don't have any headphones. So, we'll do this. We'll plug this. Oh, there it is. I can hear myself perfectly now. Really good, actually. Oh, my God. That's a, that's a great audio. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. Um, craft Conversations here. I'm not going to go into the big intro, but uh, I'm going to craft a conversation with myself. And we're going to talk a little bit about craft beer. So, here's what's going on. Um... We're going to do a little short ad. I'm not going to do the big long ads that I've been doing here recently. Uh, for this episode, we're just going to do a little short ad. So we got the Keto Dojo. You've heard about it before. It's on Facebook. If you want to get in shape, if you want to change your diet, if you want to get uh, those uh, that bathing suit back on that you've been wanting to get on for the whole summer, summer's halfway gone. But if you want to get into it, i tell you what, within the next month, you could be 10... 15 pounds down, you could be into that bathing suit and be looking hot. So get on over to the Keto Dojo. Those guys over there are uh, doing some good things. They got some recipes. They got some good support. TheKetoDojo.com. That's on Facebook. If you want to uh, think about publishing some books, the Lulu.com is a great place to go. L-U-L-U.com. I've got a book over there called It's All Funny Games and Tell. I published that book a few years ago, and it's a great book. Go look it up. Check it out. And if you want to publish your own book, lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. Also, I work over at Oak Road Brewing Company. If you want to check out Oak Road Brewing Company, they just celebrated their third year back on the 23rd of June. I work over there from, I don't know. Thursdays, sometimes I work Fridays, Saturdays. Uh, this week I'm working Fridays. If you want to check it out, come on over. I'm working Friday night. They're a German-style uh, kind of Ford brewery, so if you like German beers, they've got the style down to a T. Come on out and enjoy some beers at Oak Road Brewing Company. All right, so what are we going to talk about this week? I don't know. A lot of stuff going on. I've been out, uh, out and about. I'm trying to, I'm going to be honest, I'm trying not to drink as much beer as I've been drinking. I've been drinking a lot of stuff, a lot of beer, and, um, you know, especially if I'm running a keto dojo, right? I mean, I can't be drinking beer just all the time, a lot of carbs, a lot of alcohol. Your body has to process that alcohol before it starts processing fat and, and getting rid of uh, um, excess calories on your body. Uh, you can't produce ketones, so trying to cut back on the alcohol a little bit, to be honest. But what I am going to share with you is I had, uh, matter of fact, let me look it up. I'm going to pull up uh, my laptop here. I've had quite a few things this week. 
I went out to Holy City Brewing Company yesterday. I went to Frothy Beard. I had a new beer out at um, Holy City Brewing Company. I'm going to pull it up. Give me just a second. I think I've got it here on uh, on my Instagram, actually. So, here, pop, pop, pop. Is it that one? Nope. Yeah, nope. That's the, that's the wrong one. Stand by. Jesus. Oh, here we go. So, Paul out there, um, he's the main uh, kind of um, social media guy. He was there late yesterday when I got there. He was just getting off of work, and he um, graciously gave me a taste of the new beer that they just put out. It's called Way Out There. It's a Gosa with, uh, made with hibiscus and sea salt. And I mean, Jesus Christ, that beer was fantastic. It was the perfect, the perfect amount of sweetness to sourness to saltiness. I mean, just the whole package was all rolled up in one. <clears throat> I didn't get a ton of hibiscus. Um, I don't even know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know what hibiscus tastes like, but it was there. It was in there. Uh, the salt, the sweetness, the sour. It was just the perfect balance of a beer. He gave me a little taster of it, like a little four-ounce taster. And I didn't get a full pour of it. I wish I would have before I left. I just didn't get around to it. I was drinking a lot of their uh, um, IPAs. They have a, a session IPA. They have two or three different um, Imperial IPAs that they have on right now. And I was just kind of in, into an IPA phase. But that Saison, I mean, god damn it. Not a Saison. That Gosa was just phenomenal. I mean, I rated that thing very highly on Untap. I I can't even find it. I don't even know. My laptop has been down. All the pages are um, closed down that I had opened. It's asking me if I want to restore the pages. Yes, I want to restore the pages. I didn't even mean to close down the pages, to be honest. So, let's see if I can pull it up here. Way, what is it called? Way, I got it right here in front of me way out there way out there holy city there it is click on it so it's a sour uh, gosa we have worked with the blue ion outpours crew a good bit over the last year designing labels for sparkly princess pedestal and collision stout so bringing a beer together is a natural progression even though they are a bunch of designers and marketers and we're stuck in the warehouse brewing beer most of the time, we all love the outdoors. We wanted to make a beer for the summer to encourage imbibing, imbibing, imbibing amongst friends and colleagues, no matter how high the mercury rises, <clears throat> meaning the heat. We brewed a light beer with Pilsner and wheat malt sitting right around 3.3% ABV. Man, I didn't realize how light that was. It tastes a little bit more than that. We kettle soured it, and before fermentation, added hibiscus and pink sea salt to give this beer a color to match its funky flavor. It's salty, crisp, and tart. I would agree with that, and it's ready for drinking. Um, they called it a pink drink, and it's definitely a pink drink. So get out, get on out to Holy City Brewing and get you some of this beer. It is just phenomenal. I mean, it's one of the one of the best sours I think I've had from those guys. And I talked a little bit on the last episode about the Pettishaw, the sour wheat. This beer just uh, blows that guy away. And, and I thought the Pettishaw was phenomenal. 
I say phenomenal a lot, to be honest. I don't know why. But it is. It's a phenomenal beer. But this, uh, this freaking beer, this Gosa, hibiscus, sea salt. Get out and get you some of this. Um, what else? So I was at Hold City. Um, I had uh, I had that Gosa. I had uh, I had a Paradise. I had a Honey Come Over, which is an IPA with honey. I had the Eno, which is one spelled backward. That's an I spelled backwards. That's an IPA as well. I left there. Oh, I had a burger there. Double patty. Uh, burger, just classic. I think it had cheese. I think it had uh, bib lettuce. It had tomato. It had onion. That thing was superb. They always have great food down there. I left there and I went, uh, once I closed them down, went to Frothy Beard and had a couple good beers over there as well. The, man, I can't even remember what I had. A lot of good beers <laughs> at Frothy Beard. I'm going to be honest. I really didn't have a, um, a theme for this podcast, for this episode. I really didn't have a direction I was going to go. I was just going to talk about a few things. I wanted to make sure I got something out for the Tuesday release, which is something that I just try and keep up on. At this point, I'm trying to um, just make sure that I keep the Tuesday and Fridays going so you guys have content. Hopefully, it's something that's interesting. Hopefully, it's something that you guys can relate to that's entertaining on your way to or from work excuse me um my next guest like i said is gonna be gordon peters i've got another guy uh chris that used to work me at the lowe's beer den he's gonna be the guest after gordon i think you're gonna really like him he's from uh he is from new york he is a former cop and he has just got stories that you're just not going to believe. I think he's going to be very entertaining. You're going to like him a lot. So we got Gordon come up and we got Chris. And then after that, who knows? The sky's the limit. Like I said, I've got 18 to 20 people that are willing to come on that want to talk about uh, a lot of different things. I was at Kicking Chicken the other night. I go there sometimes. Uh, if, I, if I work like a Thursday or Friday night, this was on a Saturday as a matter of fact. Those guys are open late. They, um, what the hell just happened? I just spilled, I just spilled beer on the keyboard. Stand by. Jesus, man, it's always something, right? So yeah, I (laughs) spilled beer on the keyboard and I took a little break. You guys don't know it because I just, uh, I paused. I hit the space bar on the keyboard and paused and just came back. But I got all that cleaned up. Um, so, yeah, I'm at the Kicking Chicken the other night. And, you know, one thing I realized while I was sitting there at the bar, and this was kind of one of the things that I wanted to start um, back in the day. And it was kind of an evolution of this podcast or kind of a inspiration for this podcast, I guess, was what I called Views from a Bar Stool. So it's... When I'm sitting at the bar, or I'm sitting at a bar stool, I'm just, I'm sitting there observing stuff. And one of the things that I observed the other night, I'm sitting, kicking chicken, I'm at the bar, I'm looking over at this uh, bar stool, or not bar stool, uh, fuck, this um, booth, right? There's a couple over there, two couples, guy and a girl, guy and a girl. The couples get done eating, 
And all of a sudden, the guys get up from the from the booth. They get up, walk up from the booth. They they start leaving, and the girls are still sitting there. They're getting themselves up from the booth, and they get up. The guys are uh, fucking five, ten feet in front of them. They're walking out the door, out the side of the the bar or at the restaurant. They open the door. They leave. Get out. The girls are still walking there behind them. They have to open the door themselves. They have to go walk out themselves. <clears throat> what happened to chivalry? What happened to, you know, when you get up from a booth or when you get up from a table? What happened to reaching back and holding your hand out and helping your girl up from the table? Not that she needs help. She didn't need help. She's not an invalid. She's not fucking, um, you know, des- uh, destitute or, or uh, handy, handicapped or whatever, but... Just reach your hand out and help your girl up from the damn table. How hard is that? Reach your hand out, give her a hand, help her up, be that man. And then, you know, these guys are walking, like I said, five, ten feet in front of them as they're walking out. Let your girl walk with you. Let your girl walk maybe in front of you. Um, Give your girl that respect. And then they get to the door, they open the door, they walk out of the door. The girl is still behind them. Hold that door open for your girl. Let that girl walk out. Hold the door open for your woman. Jesus. You know, the same thing when I see people walking around downtown or I see people walking around downtown Somerville or just walking on the sidewalk in general. You know, you're walking with your girl. The protocol is let your girl walk on the inside. Don't let your girl walk on the outside. If a, if a car jumps the curb and a car comes up and that car is going to hit somebody, let that person be you. Don't let your girl get hit. It's just, it's, it's called respect. It's called old school, I guess. I mean, that's just the way my, my parents raised me. Gosh, just have some respect for your woman. Anyway, all right. So I'm sitting at the bar as well. I'm probably nine seats away from this guy. This guy is talking to the bartender. Um, kind of a southern gentleman. He's got a hat on. I think he's got a dip. I don't think. He's got a dip in his mouth. He's drinking a Bud Light. Um, I don't think he's drinking it anymore. I think he's spitting into the bottle with his dip that he has in his mouth. He is talking to the bartender about the keto diet. And, you know, I'm a proponent of the keto diet. I run a Facebook page called the Keto Dojo. We have 398 members at the moment, about to reach four, about to reach 400, and he's talking bad about the keto dojo. He's saying, "Oh, or not the keto dojo, but the keto diet." He said, "Oh man, the keto diet. You know, oh, you're eating all this fat, and how can you be eating all this fat and not be getting fat? And this low carb, and you're not eating a whole lot of protein. So how are you going to build any muscle? And blah blah blah." So, I kind of not yell across the bar, but I kind of just, you know, across the bar, I said, hey, are you, do you do the keto diet? Because I hear you talking about the keto diet a lot. He says, no, nah, man, I'd never do that diet. That diet sucks. That diet's not good for people, man. It's not good. And I said, oh, really? I said, well, I kind of beg to differ. I run a site on Facebook called the Keto Dojo, um, and I've had great success with the keto diet. I've lost 50 plus pounds, and uh, I think it's fantastic. This guy beelines all of a sudden down to, you know, like I said, he's about nine bar stools away. So all of a sudden he's like, blah, 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 blah. He sits two bar stools away from me. 
and he starts talking about, oh, so you do the keto diet, man? What do you think? Of, you know, what are you doing? What do you think about it? I said, well, I do it. I've had great success with it. I've lost 50 pounds. It's a great diet. I said, I think all my biomarkers are good. I'm in great health. He's like, oh, man, I just can't do it, man. I like to get my workout on, my bench press. When I started doing uh, low-carb and, and the high-fat thing for a little while, my bench press went from, like, I was bench pressing three-something to all of a sudden I started benching, you know, two-something. And I just feel like it uh, decreased my strength. And what else was he saying? He's like, man, it eats your muscle away. And if you're not eating all that protein, you're just gonna, not going to get any muscle and I started doing the diet, and I would fast a little bit as well, and I was losing like five pounds a day, and it was all muscle. I could just feel it, my, my muscle just wasting away. And I said, man, how are you losing muscle? That's just ridiculous. Anyway, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm going to move on to another subject, because this guy was just an idiot. He was all about his bench press and his fucking... Uh, you know, biceps and his goddamn pecs and whatever. He's just, he's just being ridiculous. Um, but with that said, I do the keto diet. I just posted a post a, a day or so ago. Uh, the last two, three weeks, I decided to kind of cycle out of the keto diet. And I said, I'm just going to go back to the regular standard diet for a little bit and see what happens. So I was out and about at the bars, at the restaurants, at the just whatever. And I started just eating burgers again. I started eating cheesesteaks. I started eating french fries, tater tots. Not going off the rails, not going crazy, but just going back to maybe a standard diet that I would normally have eaten before I started the keto diet. And, you know, it's fucking delicious. I'm going to be honest. It's, man, the things that you can eat when you're not, on a ketogenic diet or you're not on an Atkins diet or a paleo diet or any of these other diets, when you're eating those carb-heavy meals, man, you are in heaven. To eat a burger and have that buttery bun and have, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of ketchup on there, maybe a little bit of mayonnaise, you got this uh, buttery buttery bun, you got this burger that's just uh, flaming with fat, you got all these flavors just kind of melting together, you got these french fries, you got... Um, maybe some ketchup, that little sweetness of the ketchup, you know. I was having a good time. The cheesesteak, all the stuff, really, was just a buttery bun. I mean, that's what really makes these things delicious. Are they good for you? I don't think so. So I did that for two or three weeks, and here's what I noticed. I noticed that I gained 10 pounds. I think a lot of it was water weight because... Uh, Every gram of carbohydrate that you eat retains about 3.5 grams of water. So I think I gained a lot of water weight. I don't think I was gaining a lot of fat at this point because I think I'm pretty, I think I've uh, fixed my metabolism. So I was not gaining a lot of fat or anything like that. I think it was all water weight because my metabolism was metabolizing these cars because I'm metabolic. Jesus, I can't even say this word. Uh, metabolically, that's what I'm trying to say. Metabolically fixed. So I was processing this stuff fine, but it's the water weight. But I noticed an increased heart rate. I noticed an increase in my headaches. I noticed an increase in my heartburn. I noticed an increase in my bloat in my stomach. I noticed uh, overall in my body, I started feeling softer. 
So I really got to think that the ketogenic diet was beneficial to me because I didn't have all those particular symptoms that I just mentioned. Uh, when I'm on the ketogenic diet, I feel fresh. I feel I don't have any brain fog. I feel very energetic. I feel very alert. Um, I don't feel any of those uh, GI issues. I don't feel, I feel like uh, I'm very calm. My heart rate is very uh, low and steady. But when I cycled off and did this carb diet and started, uh, started increasing those carbs again, I tell you, I just didn't feel as well. I felt, I felt very bad, to be honest. And I know I keep saying to be honest, and God, I hate that fucking phrase too, because are you not being honest otherwise? You know, if you're not saying that you're being honest, are you are you not honest at that point? So I'm going to try and stop saying that. But, yeah, the ketogenic diet, I think, is, at least for me, and everybody's different. Everybody has different makeup. Everybody has a different uh, chemistry in their body. Everybody has different blood types. Everybody has different, um, you know, you might have an autoimmune disease, you might have, uh, there's numerous things that could vary the results, but I think in general, if you look at the population of the world and society, I think diet would be the number one thing that is causing the problems with us uh, as far as uh, dementia, as far as Alzheimer's, as far as ADD, as far as um, cancer, maybe even MS, autism, all these things I think can be related back or uh, be pushed back to diet. Now, do we have some other things? Do we have, you know, this new Wi-Fi that's out in the air all the time, this uh, Bluetooth? Do we have um, chemicals from industry and gases and just all kind of other stuff in the environment? Sure, there's a lot of stuff out there. But I think diet is the number one thing that has changed in the past uh, two, three, four decades that if you go back and look at uh, the incidence of all these different diseases and you trace it back to the time when we decided that we're going to go low fat, no cholesterol, um, introducing all these different grains and, you know, whole grains and, and let's get all this stuff into our diet. I think that if you trace that back over the past two, three, four, five decades, you'll see that's where all these uh, diseases and different animals started cropping up. So I'm not going to go into that anymore. That's just where I am. So with all that said, two, three weeks of that, I am definitely going back into a ketogenic uh, diet, trying to get back into burning ketones, get back fat adapted, because I think that was a better state for me to be in. Um... And also with that said, I'm, I'm going to cut back on my beer consumption. So, um, I know this is a podcast about craft conversations. It's about craft beer. Uh, I probably am going to only be drinking beer during the podcast. If I even do that, you know, it doesn't have to be about craft beer. It's, it's craft conversations. It could be anything about crafts. It could be craft uh, kombucha. It could be craft root beer it could be craft sodas and we've talked about this on other episodes you know we've had um uh, a handful of people on that do not drink beer and we found a different way to kind of craft a beverage for those people doesn't have to be about craft beer 
as I say that, I'll share a swallow with you. I'm having a Citradelic by New Belgium. Let's look that up. If I can get my uh, my mouse to work, because I did spill some beer on it. But let's look up uh, Citradelic. I, I believe we've uh, drank that on the podcast before. What the hell? What is going on? My keyboard has a mind of its own right now. You know why? Because I spilled beer on it. That's why. Citra Dell. There we go. Citradelic. So, Citradelic Tangerine IPA. It's a new Belgian brewing company. It's an IPA. 6% uh, uh, ABV. 50%. Or, God. 50 IBUs. 3.71 average rating. Tune in and hop out with New Belgian Citradelic. Set adrift on a kaleidoscope wave of hoppiness. Brought to you by Mystical, uh, mystical Marriage of Citra Hops and Tangerine Peel, which elevates each sip onto a plane of pure tropical fruity pleasure. Citradelic's namesake, namesake hop and fruit. Man, I just... My brain gets just way ahead of me when I'm uh, reading words and paragraphs. So, here we go. Uh, Tune in and hop out with New Belgium Citradelic. Set adrift on a kaleidoscope wave of happiness brought to you by a mystical marriage of citra hops and tangerine peel, which elevates each sip onto a plane of pure tropical fruity pleasure. Citradelic's namesake hop and fruit combined to jam with visions of additional hops like citrusy mandarina bavaria tropical azaka and fruity galaxy for a colorful explosion that's grounded by just a touch of malty sweetness bored by the status quo expand your palate with a pour of citradelic the hops in there are nugget crystal centennial azaka cascade citra chinook galaxy mandarina bavaria and Simcoe. The malt you got in there are pale and caramel 120. That gives it that maltiness, that sweetness. Tangerine infused orange peel. So there's a shit ton of stuff going on in this Citradelic Tangerine IPA. What else we got here? Um, like I said, I'm going to take a little break from drinking beer. I think, you know, sometimes you just got to cycle stuff, man. Um, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. So sometimes you got to cycle out of it, whether it be uh, cycling out of uh, drugs, cycling out of uh, alcohol, cycling out of too much meat, too many vegetables, too much fruit, juices, whatever. You have to take a break. You have to change things up. You got to give your body a different look. Your body gets set into a homeostasis. And it likes to maintain a certain status. So if you give it that certain status for too much time, it gets stuck there. It gets uh, stale. You have to change. Excuse me. You have to change things up. So I'm changing things up by uh, taking a little bit of the the beer out of my diet. Uh, what else? I'm still working on perfecting the audio. So. The video is going to come back. I'm looking right now at the GoPro that we used to record the uh, video with. I'm looking at the the uh, stand that we used to plug it into. I'm eventually going to point that thing directly at me, and we're going to start recording some video again. 
once we get a guest on here, we'll set it up kind of similar to what we did prior, uh, previously. <clears throat> we'll set it up and get us a, a look. When I have a guest in here, because it's just me, I'm going to have them sitting directly across from me where Caleb would normally sit, and uh, the guest and I will sit there and talk across the table. What I would like to do is I want to get a couple, uh, couple comfortable chairs, uh, some loungers of sorts, maybe a recliner, what have you, leather bound, uh, something comfortable. We're going to set up two comfy chairs and maybe just sit a table in between us. Uh, we can put a beverage on. Um, and we're going to kind of relax the feel of this podcast a little bit. I love the table that we created. I think it's fantastic. It's got a lot of great stickers on it. But we're going to try to do something different. We're going to try to relax it and make it just feel a little more comfortable for uh, the people sitting here, myself and the guest, and for the viewers and the listeners. You're going to feel that energy, that relaxed energy come out of there, whether you're listening to it, whether you're watching it, whatever. <clears throat> Um, what else? Oh, I decided, I took a picture today. I posted it on Facebook and on Instagram. I found, I found a box out in the garage. When I used to work my uh, government job, I was a government contractor for a little while for the Marine Corps after I retired from the Air Force. And at my desk, um, you know, I don't know, you could call it being a show off. You could call it just kind of, uh tooting your own horn, whatever, but I thought it was just inspirational. I brought uh, all the medals that I had from anything I'd done, from a triathlon to a marathon to an ultra marathon to a Spartan race to a 10K, any medal that I had in my possession, uh, I, I collected all those and I brought them to my workspace, my little cubicle that I had. I was a, a project manager for a project for the Marine Corps as an IT um, project manager. I brought all these things. I placed them out on my uh, desk. I kind of displayed them. And I thought it was just, I thought it was inspirational. I thought, you know, people would see this and say, man, this guy is, is doing some great stuff. I need to do some things. I need to stay in shape. I need to get to get fit, I need to enjoy some different ventures. So I placed them up there. Well, when I when I left that job, I packed everything into a big bin, which is still sitting in my garage. And for some reason, today I was going out there looking for something. I can't even remember what it was now, but I pulled all those metals out of that bin. I took them inside. I laid them out as best I could onto my bed. I took a picture of them. And I put them out there into the ether of Facebook and to Instagram and said, man, I really need to come out of retirement. Because when I did my race out in Colorado Springs, California with my son, uh, Brian Jr., back March, or not March, uh, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, out in Colorado Springs, uh, I did that event. I did not feel very well. I was at uh, some elevation out there. I didn't train as best as I should have. Um, my polycythemia vera, which I've talked about briefly during the Blue Sphere episode, uh, kind of got the best of me a little uh, as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I told myself after that event because I felt so shitty, man. I felt I felt defeated. I felt um, like I just did not want to move. 
after that event, I mean, during the event, I felt like I wanted to quit. And I told myself, you're not going to quit. You're going to complete this thing. It was a super uh, Spartan, which is about nine plus miles and 27 something obstacles. Multiple times during that thing, I just wanted to quit and say, uh, call me a a go-kart, call me a golf cart to come pick me up because I just, I just, I'm done. But I didn't quit. I'm not a quitter. I powered through and got through it. But at the end of it, I told my son, I said, man, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with uh, competitive racing. I think I'm done with events. I think this is my retirement. Cinco de Mayo, 2018. I'm retiring from doing events. And that's what I told myself. And that's what I did. I didn't sign up for anything else. People would ask me to do some events. My brother and some other people would ask me to do some things. And I said, no, I'm retired, man. I think I'm done. I think I've done everything I need to do. I think I've proved everything I need to prove myself. I think I've done every single thing that I can possibly do on the spectrum of events. I think that's it. Well, when I started pulling these these um, these medals and these pendants and these uh, whatever out of this box, I literally every time I pulled one out, you know, whether it was the Humpy Marathon out in Alaska or whether it was the uh, the 10K, the 40th uh, anniversary of the Cooper River Bridge Run, or whether it was the the Spartan Beast that I did in Utah or whether it was the Spartan Super that I did out in Arizona, or whether it was the Spartan Sprint that I did in Maui, uh, not Maui, in uh, Malibu, California. Every time I pulled one of these medals out, I could literally, I mean, it was like a time warp. If there is a time machine, if people invent a time machine, this would be the model that they need to go off of. Because every time I pulled one of those medals out and I looked at the date and I looked at the, the event, it took me back to that time that I did that event. And, oh my God, the glory, the, uh, the feels, the, the smells, the everything that I felt during those events was brought back to me in that moment. <clears throat> when I looked at one of those medals. And I'm getting emotional right now because, <clears throat> man, the feeling that you get from completing one of those things, to know that you've put in the work and that you mentally and physically can do whatever you put your mind and body to. To look back at that and to realize, man, I really accomplished something there. Man, that terrain that I ran on was phenomenal. Man, it was raining that day and I got through it. Man, it was 25 degrees when I ran that zombie half marathon and I still killed it at uh, two hours. Whatever the case may be, you pick up that medal and you look at it and you're just like, you're taken back in a time capsule. You time travel back to that time. Time travel is possible. So in that moment, when I started looking at all these medals today, I said, man, you know what? It's time for me to figure out what my next event is because every time I do one, no matter how horrible I feel 
during the event, before the event even. I mean, you, you have these nerves and these things that kick in that you're just like, man, I don't think I can do this. I'm not prepared enough for this. I don't think I'm going to do this. You get to the starting line or even before the starting line, you start getting a lump in your throat. You start feeling sick to your stomach. You're in the porta potty five, six times beforehand because you just have a nervous tummy. Um, things are just come, coming out of you that should not be coming out of a person. You're in the event. You're doing it. You're you're in the moment. You're feeling like crap. Um, and sometimes you don't. I mean, sometimes I've had events where I've been super duper prepared for it and I feel just spectacular throughout the entire thing. But most times you're in the event and you're just... You're in the suck, as they say, but your body is going to give up way before, or your mind is going to give up, I'm sorry, way before your body does. And, you know, I used to always tell people when I did ultra marathons and when I did marathons that um, it's 90% mental and the rest is in your head. So what does that mean? That means it's 100% goddamn mental. Your body can do it, and especially if you train for it. And even if you haven't trained for it, your body can, can suck it up. Your mind is going to be the limitation. So you got to tell your mind. Usually when you're, when you want to give up, you're about 40% of what you are capable of doing. So don't give up. You still have 60% to give. And I'm not one of those people that says you gave 110%. Fuck that shit. 100%. That's all you can give. Give 100%. Your body can do 100%. Your mind can do 100%. You just got to be focused and you're going to do it. So with all that said, I'm going to try and find my next event that uh, my sons and I are going to do. Every year we set forth to do a different location for a Spartan race, whether it be a Spartan sprint, which is uh, three plus miles and uh, like 20 something obstacles whether it be a Spartan Super, which is usually eight plus miles and 25-ish plus obstacles, whether it be a Spartan Beast, which is usually 12 plus miles and, I don't know, 27, 28 plus obstacles. We, our goal is to find a different location every single year. So we've done it in, and I may have discussed this in in other episodes with Caleb. Uh, Let's see, we've done um, Georgia, we've done South Carolina, we've done Utah, we've done Arizona a few times, we've done Nevada a few times, we've done California, we've done Utah. Did I say Utah already? We have done Washington, California in multiple locations as well. And I think that's it. Well, well, Colorado this past year. So I think that's it as far as states go. So I'm coming out of retirement my kids are definitely not in retirement and we're going to do a new location this year don't know what it is yet stay tuned we'll figure it out um what else oh i was at i was at lowe's foods today i was going to lowe's foods that's where i used to work at the beer den up there they have uh, eight beers on tap it's usually fantastic beer i was at my parents today and i was talking to, to them about um these chips that are out there called WISP, W-H-I-S-P-S. They're WISP. They're just, uh, they're cheese crackers. They're not really crackers and there's no breading or anything in it. It's just all cheese and they're baked 
They're very low carb, like one one carb per serving. They're very high in protein because they're just they're, they're cheese. That's all they are. There's maybe some salt in there, some seasonings. So I was going to Lowe's Foods to get these wisps. I walk around the corner by the beer den and I see some old friends of mine, Sherry and Evie. I've known those guys uh, for four years now, I guess, around that time. They used to hang, hang out at Homegrown Brew House all the time. They are great friends of mine. Um, anyway, while I was there, we were talking with the um, one of the beer den hosts there, Jessica, and she had just put a new beer on. It was a um, Brooklyn Brewery Bel Air Sour, and she was talking about the last time that she had it, that she didn't want to even taste it or drink it because the last time that she had had it, she was fairly drunk at the time, and she drank too much of it and started throwing up so all she can think of is the taste of that beer coming back out of her uh, and she didn't even want to smell it she didn't like the smell of it she didn't like the taste of it she didn't even want to look at it she was even pouring some of it for us and she didn't even like to pour so I started telling a story back when I was in Pepper Hill way back in the day I mean this was hell I don't even know how old I was probably nine ten I don't know <clears throat> you know we didn't um, we didn't buy popcorn from the store we didn't buy microwave popcorn we didn't even have a microwave so we used to cook popcorn on the stove you know we throw some kernels in there and some butter you'd shake the skillet around and things would start popping you put a little lid over the the, the pan and you have popcorn. You throw some uh, melted butter in there and you got buttered popcorn. So we're eating a bunch of popcorn one night. I, for some reason, walked into the laundry room, which was right off the living room, and there was a, a bottle of water in there for some reason. Well, not for some reason, it was there, but for a reason my mom put it there. It was a clear bottle and it was a squeeze bottle it had like a little spout off the top you could squeeze the bottle itself and this little spout uh, came off the top and you could squeeze water out of it i'm colorblind so i didn't realize that this bottle of water had like a blue a light blue tint to it because it had plant food in it my mom had put plant food in there she would take this little squirt bottle she would squirt it into different potted plants throughout the house and help them grow i thought it was just plain water i was thirsty i was drinking salted buttered popcorn and i pick up this bottle out of the the laundry room and i start just squirting it into my mouth i walk out of the room and i'm still squirting this bottle into my mouth my mom freaks out she's like what are you doing why are you drinking that water that's plant food i'm like what are you talking about it's just water it doesn't taste like plant food at all that's not what I said, but that's what I'm thinking in my head. It just tastes like water. There's nothing uh, fancy to it. So she's freaking out. She says, oh, my God, my kid just drank plant food. What am I supposed to do? At that time, there was no Google. There was no Internet. There was no anything. So what do you do at that point? Well, you know, at that time in life, you had the operator you could call. You had 411 that you could call. And 411, you would call up and try and find out what the, the local time was and different things. There was a lot of stuff that you could get from that 411 info uh, channel. Also, you know, 
on our refrigerator, you would always keep um, different numbers. You had 411 up there. You had uh, you had the operator. You had the police station. You had the fire station. You had the poison control center. Uh, you had your next door neighbor's number. A whole bunch of numbers that you had listed on the refrigerator. And you would pick up your corded fucking telephone. Um, at that point, I think we were touchstone at the point, but before that, you know, it was rotary dial. You had to fucking dial that damn number around. At this point, it was, uh, uh, I think we were into tone calling. So my mom picks up the phone. She goes to the refrigerator, finds the poison control number, calls those guys and says, hey, my kid just drank um, some plant food. What do I need to do about it? And they said, well, you need to go get some Epicath. I think that's the name of the stuff, Epicath. You need to, you know, give him a couple spoonfuls of that, spoonfuls of that, and let him throw that shit up. So I think we had some at the house, or maybe they ran down to the store. I think we had a, a red and white grocery store at the front of the neighborhood at that point. They might have gone down and grabbed some, came back, gave me a couple spoonfuls of this horrid, oh my God, this stuff tasted like ass. Horrid stuff. They gave me a couple spoonfuls of that. It made me throw up everything that was in my stomach. And I, when I say everything, I mean everything. To include the popcorn. To include whatever else I'd eaten that day. To include whether I drank that, drank that day. To include the plant food. To get it, the poison, you know, out of my body. So... The moral to the story is, you know, this girl was saying that she couldn't drink this Brooklyn Brewery Bel Air Sour anymore because she had thrown it up because she had gotten so drunk that day. I could not eat popcorn or even uh, even get by the smell of popcorn. You know, if I walked into a movie theater or if I went to somebody's somebody else's house that was um, popping popcorn, I had to leave, man. I could not tolerate the smell, the taste, the look, the feel anything of popcorn for at least, oh my God, I got to say at least five years. Popcorn was off the table. And it's all because I drank plant food and I had that epicaf and I had to throw that stuff up and the, just the thought, the taste, the smell of popcorn was not happening at that time. That's about all I got, guys. I don't know. I just, uh, again, I wanted to do a podcast and try and put something out there that was maybe, hopefully, somewhat entertaining that had some sense of, um, I don't know, I don't even know what I'm saying. I wanted to put something out there for you guys to listen to. So if you enjoyed it, please uh, give me a like on Facebook, give me a thumbs up, uh, give me a uh, a heart on Instagram, um, send me an email. Oh, speaking of that, what I would like to do, and I'm, I'm going to try and get a phone number linked up to the account where people can call in and leave uh, voicemails. But what I would like to do from this point on, and we've mentioned it before, and we've got a couple emails, but uh, we haven't responded to them, and I apologize for that, but uh, life kind of gets in the way. I would like people to, you know, send me an email to craftconversationspod at gmail.com or send me a message on Facebook on our Craft Conversations page there or send me a 
message on a post on Instagram, Craft Conversations Instagram as well. I want to talk to you guys. I want you guys to send me questions. I want you guys to send me, uh, you know, if you have hate mail, if you don't like something that I've done or that we've done, if you have positive comments, if you have some sort of life problem, if you got something that's bugging you, if you got some kind of issue that you just can't shake, if you got a, a drug addiction, if you've got a relationship problem, shoot me a comment, shoot me an email. Eventually, I'm going to have a phone number that you can call in and leave me a voicemail. I want to start responding to some of these things. I want to see if I can offer some sort of wisdom. I want to see if I can offer some sort of uh, um, solution to whatever is going on. I want to answer questions. I want to be a sounding board. Uh, That's the direction I want to kind of take this thing a little bit. I want to craft a conversation, of course, with whoever we have sitting across from me here in the studio. I want to talk about craft beer, but I also want to see if we can help some people um so send me an email send me something craft conversations pod at gmail.com facebook craft conversations instagram craft conversations let's have a conversation let's work out some issues let's try and help make the world a better place all right i will talk to you soon